Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast Weekly Rundown. My name is Adam Glenn. I'm in New York City, in California, is Dax Holtz. Hi, Dax. Hello, buddy. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I, you know what? I'm tired. I'm not going to lie. I'm tired. You know what I did last night, Dax? I was Who'd you see? Who did you see, Adam? I mean, I didn't see anybody too crazy or like people that's like really kind of juicy for us. I mean, so this is what happened last night, okay? Um, we're recording this on a Thursday. Wednesday night, there was a big party at Nightclub Marquee. Now, I'm not a nightclub guy, but I was there to shoot it, to cover it, to mm-hmm. cover the celebrities uh, that were supposed to be going to it. So I get there, and I have a camera. And it, well, what? It was crazy in front, but not too crazy. I mean, outside is like, you know, the girls who overdosed on fentanyl just like waiting outside, <laughs> waiting for the ambulance. Dude, I'm not even joking. I have the no, Dex. I'm seriously not joking. Like, there's like for real. There's someone. Yeah. Like, oh Oh, yeah. There's like multiple like people who just like did some bad drugs outside. But I was like just waiting outside my camera, and I saw a few celebrities outside. I saw Nelly. I saw Ashanti. They showed up together. I saw like a lot of cool. That's a cool little like hangout, right? Yeah, they were like the biggest names. Like I saw a lot of like social media type stars, Mm. like people that aren't in the Us Weeklies, but people that end up on your TikTok somehow. Um, But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to see how far I get with the camera. So I just, you know, started to become friends with the door guys there at the club. And they saw me with the camera. And then I just walk up and say, yeah, I'm here to just cover the party. The guy (laughs) sees me with the camera, like the main door guy who's usually like dicks to people. I was like, yeah, let him in, let him in. I was like, oh my God, I got in. <laughs> I got into the club, dude. And uh, then all of a sudden, like, I was trying to see how far I could take it. Yeah. And then they had like this one part that was kind of closed off for the people who bought bottles. And then I just like walked up to the, the rope. There's like bodyguards, you know, bouncers there. I just show my camera like, oh, he's cool. Let him in. He's got a camera. I'm like, dude, you guys have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I just, I just walked around this club with a book bag and a camera. And like, I was like right next to like um, some NBA players. Actually, you know who I saw there? was Chris Humphreys. Remember Chris Humphreys? Yeah. What do you mean? Do you remember Chris Humphreys? Yes. He was a part of one of the biggest television weddings of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That lasted for what? 28 days? Yeah. But by the way, what, what is, does he still play? I have no idea. No, no, he doesn't play, but I'll tell you what, he just looked, he was wearing a, um, a tank top in the gym, in the, in the club, but like not your average tank top. It's like the, I don't want to say the, the negative, the bad term for this type of tank. What do you call yes. like the white, what do you call those tank tops? A white tank top that people <laughs> that love their wives wear, not the other kind. <laughs> You do. Did I ever tell you the story that I had with this a long time ago when I learned not to use that term anymore? No. So so I was uh, at a, like I was, I coached gymnastics years and years ago and um, I was across a gym and like at the front desk and one of the, the moms of the kids comes in and she goes, Hey, do you, um, who's coach? Like, let's say John. And I was like, Oh, coach John, he's the one over there in the wife beater. 
And <laughs> she looked at me and she goes, I work with battered women. Don't you ever use that terminology again. I <laughs> felt like such an idiot. I have not used it to this day. I'm so afraid to use it because I'm like, I, I didn't know. It was just like what people called yeah, dude, the tank it. tops growing up. They were all about a wife beater. And oh, I just felt like such a piece of shit. And so, yeah. Anyway, that's how I learned my lesson not to uh, use that terminology on it. So, yeah, now I mean, on it's I... a tight white tank top. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was wearing a white tight. Again, we called it white. You know, growing up, I we called it the same thing as you did. We also called it. Uh, and again, I don't even know if I could say the it, times are different, guys. So I don't even know. I don't want to get canceled. Like, you know, I I don't have a career, but if I do get one, I don't want this to come back. <laughs> Exactly. So um, yeah. white tight tank top moving forward. Yes. So he was wearing a white tight tank top in the club. <laughs> it just looked like beat up. Like he just looked like disheveled a little bit. Um, I saw a few other people. I saw like, again, Mike Malak who came on the podcast. I saw mm-hmm. the full send guys who are big YouTube stars. Uh, you know, but it was like kind of funny to see how much I could pr- push it with holding a camera. And trust me, I got – so far, like if I really wanted to, and I and I wasn't planning on drinking, I probably could have just like picked up someone's bottle, you know, someone's bottle of champagne, just poured myself a glass. Like, what are you doing? I'd be like, camera, like, oh, <laughs> let him drink. Let wait, drink. wait. So, you did know? you get anything good on camera from inside? Uh, I mean, I got like Nelly performing, and I got some interviews. I got like Nelly outside, like a shot with him and Ashanti, and then I got some interviews inside, like outside with like, you know, you know that guy, dude with a sign. He's like the big yeah, social yeah, yeah. media star. Like him and like those type of people. Nothing, nothing great. It was just like B-roll type footage. I mean, I you know what's so funny? Like this nightclub in particular had a little bit more light in it than I'm used mm-hmm. to. So you couldn't really hide. So like yeah. I was at the like right next to me. Which is good when you have a camera to have light. Sure. No, it's great for that. However, it's like, you know, you gotta act the scene. You can't like start filming people in the club necessarily. Mm. You're not as um, low do- profile. You know who I did see there? And I've seen this guy out a lot. And again, this is a nobody, but this guy is like the the head of Showtime Sports. And he was there. Like I've seen this guy at a bunch of nightclubs and he parties. And like he's like – this guy is like in – like he's a party guy, which is just sort of funny and interesting. Like, But I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, Does nothing. he have a name or just head of no, Showtime guy? Again, head of Showtime. Like again, he's a suit who you wouldn't expect to like a guy to be partying at 3 in the morning. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Okay. That was my that was my rundown. But we are going to do our <laughs> weekly rundown. We're giving <laughs> top ten stories of the week. Sorry for that rant, guys. That's we you know that's six minutes of what just happened to my life last night. Um, let's do our top ten stories. But before we do the top ten stories, Dax, do you have a review? I got a review. All right. This one, if it pops up ever, here we go. Comes from Kathleen Fisher. Says, new fave. I am so intrigued by all things behind the scenes of Hollywood. Love to hear from the people we wouldn't hear from otherwise. You guys ask all the questions I've always wanted answers to. Thank you for the awesome content from Kathleen. Thank you, Kathleen. Kathleen I mean, that's what we're doing. Love it. We are trying. We're trying to give you guys the stories you can't hear anywhere else. So thank you for that comment. Thank All you, right. Kathleen Fisher. Now on to the top 10 stories of the week, starting with number 10, Dax. What do we got? 
Number 10, Rod Stewart's son, Sean Stewart, who uh, is kind of just one of those famous guys for obviously being the son of a major rock star, uh, apparently or allegedly has blown through his inheritance all to rebrand his clothing line. So this is a story that went up in uh, Page Six style, and uh, they're saying that uh, he basically had pulled all the money that he would have received upon his father's passing um, to basically salvage the his clothing brand called Dirty Weekend. Um, and a lot of people are saying, oh, wow, this is insane because this is the third time I think that he has relaunched this clothing line, but he's literally putting everything he has into it to make it work. And some people are saying, okay, well, maybe this the third time is the charm. I mean, he went on, he talked about the rebranding re um, a couple months ago. He's got this new artist, Hector de Marquez, or Marquez uh, who's helping him do the relaunch. But Clearly, if you're pulling out all your inheritance, it, I mean, this has to work for you, right? Like, there, what else is he going to do? If he can't make this clothing brand work and his daddy's money is all gone, what else is he going to do? Gets a job. That's what you got to do. You got to get a job. But he's also weird because he's been, you know, he's very well known, at least in the Hollywood scene. Everyone knows who he is in, mm -hmm. I guess, nightlife or just around L.A. because the guy's been what going out since he's 13 years old pretty mm -hmm. much so well, he just uh, runs in that like famous kid circle so like he was the one hanging out with paris and nikki you know and uh, all, all these other famous famous kids that were just running around hollywood back in like 2007 yeah i mean so you'd have to get a job uh i respect them for starting a business i mean as an entrepreneur it's not easy but i mean you would hope he'd be able to make it work based on his network. You know, mm -hmm. I, you have to think over these years. He'd yeah, have but it doesn't network. even matter your network. You just got to have cool shit that people want to wear at the end of the day. Because there's some dumb things that I've seen become huge brands just because, you know, they either they've got a cool person attached to them. Like, I don't think, oh, what is Sean Stewart wearing? That's what I want to wear out this weekend. So you might need to start attaching some of your like cool friends to it to, to make it that it brand so do you respect sean a little bit more I'm not saying you didn't respect him before but do you respect him a little bit more that he's trying to do something in business like kind of put out a brand especially like he's kind of open about yeah i'm using money that i was supposed to inherit into mm -hmm. this business i'm trying to make no, it 100 percent. going out there and making it on your own is awesome i mean people would argue he's not making it on his own he's using his dad's money but I would I think that is cooler that he is trying to build a business than just live off daddy's money at the end of the day. Oh, it's gotta be nice to have daddy's money. Man. I wish you know? I had fucking daddy's money. Oh, damn it. God. I mean, it's gotta be just a different way of life where it's just like you always have that in case shit happens money. Mm hmm You know, I'm like trying, just I'm to trying to do that... that one day for my children. It's not going so well. <laughs> 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 it's like you just you want to have it but man it's what a life what a no John, i mean it's funny it's interesting that of all the things he could have done from music to i think i mean what was he trying to do originally i remember seeing well, him he not too long like on the hills he was doing reality tv he was doing producing of tv shows uh so he's kind of always been in the hollywood industry but um yeah, I, listen, clothing is a, is a tough beast to get into. I'll Very tell you tough much. industry. Very tough okay, industry. let's move on. All right, we spent nine. like 10 minutes longer talking about Sean Stewart than we ever have or will on this podcast. Slow week. Number nine. 
number nine is Shakira has quote unquote no interest in dating Tom Cruise. There was a bunch of photos of them coming out uh, where they were hanging out at the Formula One race. And it was just like the two of them chilling uh, in the pit together talking. And so, of course, everyone jumps on to, oh, my God, are they dating? Like literally two famous single people cannot hang out or get their photo taken without the world's thinking that they're banging each other in the background. Um, but no, she was like, no, we literally were hanging out. I have no interest in dating him. Uh, it was great company, um, but I am not focused on dating him or anyone else at this moment. I am focused on dating. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm focused on dating. I'm focused on my children and my career, which I'm like, yeah, she just got out of a really long marriage and the last thing I think she's thinking about is let me go find another high profile relationship to get into because that kind of burnt me. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things that the internet jumped on this, you know, this is something like, Oh, this would be the great thing. We, the internet, meaning, but would it, people, I really like Shakira and I don't need her turning into another like sheltered Katie Holmes. I don't like, think she I, I want her and I was, dude, this Scientology stuff uh, gets, gets messy. Yeah. But I don't think Tom Cruise will, again, I say this now would be able to do what he did before. Again, I think with a celebrity, he couldn't, he couldn't uh, tame the she wolf. I don't know. I don't think he could. Tame the <laughs> that was a great, what a great title. Uh, I don't think he could do that with another celebrity. I think he's kind of tarnished his name with that. Like the Scientology yeah. name and kind of making another celebrity turn to Scientology. I mean, especially with the contracts and everything that kind of go on with it. But I we kind of like would forced this. Disappointed in her for doing it. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying? Think, like, she's she's like a strong, independent woman. I think that's the last relationship you'd want to see her get into. Again, we still praise Tom Cruise. We still why? praise him. Why? Why do? Why? why are we praising this guy? He doesn't talk to his daughter because I mean, religion over religion. Yeah. Like, I mean, not even religion. It's like. It's crazy. I mean, it's insane. It's insane, but we still praise this guy, and we still—he's our—he's our hero. But it's—it's it's amazing that this doesn't become. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you got a movie coming out and seeing it, but that being said, still probably not a great guy. No, number eight. Uh, number eight, Johnny Depp's ex-wife Amber Heard uh, spotted jogging around Spain after these reports came out that she had quit Hollywood. Um, so Amber was photographed. She was on this jog in Spain, uh, jogging around. She's got a white tight tank top on um, and black jogging pants. She's got a visor on, just cruising around. Uh, but there was a lot of stories coming out that she was like, I just wanted to get away from all the craziness, from all the people who basically hate her in the United States. And she is uh, bilingual. So she's over there having a great time getting her daughter away from the cameras, which in that regard, I think good for you. Like your daughter had nothing to do with all of this she shouldn't be subjected to all the crazy fans, the paparazzi, all that stuff. So in that regards, yeah, go move away, do your thing and go try to duck under the radar. Um, but the stories were that she was going to stick out of Hollywood for a while. I know she's got two movies coming out, but there aren't any that are in production at this time. And I don't know if that is a self choice or not a self choice. Cause I don't see a lot of people, hiring her for more movies at this moment just because she's got such a stained image. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you, Dax. Is, she, is Amber Heard the type of person now, if you saw her in a movie, 
you would say that's not the character. It's Amber Heard because of the Johnny uh, Depp case. No, I would say all I could think about is her taking a shit on the bed. Uh, exactly. This shit on that's, that's what all, you think. That's all I think about. I'd be like, yeah. oh, this this actress, look at her. She shit on a bed. Yeah. And she blamed I, it on teacup little dogs that can't poop that big. Man. If I could just be a fly on the wall when she took a shit on the <laughs> or a fly on a piece of shit when she did that. Um <laughs> I think that's a good move for her, though, right? Don't you think? Her, I think honestly, for her and her daughter, that's the best thing she could do is move, move. to. It, it's actually it makes you kind of sympathize with her a little bit and say, you yeah. know what, good move on your behalf, good and not for your own sanity, but for your child, so they could kind of grow up somewhat normal. Dude, now it's gonna be partly, a little bit weird when they get older, but partly for my sanity, I was tired of talking about her every single week. We we uh, <laughs> we were literally talking about Amber Heard. Almost every day for like months at a time. Yeah. Thank so, you, Amber, on the, on our behalf for just yeah, getting away from it Thank you for leaving the country bit. and not and giving up your citizenship. Now she, I'm sure she's still a citizen. But <laughs> uh, I, I do think that's a very smart move on behalf, and I give her credit for that for yep. just kind of thinking, saying, "No, I'm gonna, I need to do this uh, for my business, for my life, for my personal life, for my daughter." So good move on her behalf. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number seven. Number seven is Meta Walker, who is Paul Walker's daughter, is honoring her late father uh, because she is doing a cameo in Fast X. This is the 145th installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, and uh, so she basically posts a little photo on her Instagram page saying, hey, look, check this out. This is a preview of my first cameo. It looks like her in a plane. I don't know if she is playing a flight attendant or what the role is. Um, but, uh, you know, she had also said, listen, I wasn't these are not co-stars for me. These are family members for me. You know, you've got her, her father's best friends in this movie. And so it's all like basically her uncles and her aunts that are in this movie. Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Ludacris, Tyrese Gibson, all of them have been around her. She was one year old when that first movie came out. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's wild. I see her in New York city sometimes and, uh, it's kind of wild to kind of see her. Um, what at what Fast and Furious did you stop watching the movie? No, uh, probably three. Yeah, I don't even know if I made it to three. Um, I was gonna say either one, two, or three, something like that. And then yeah, I, yeah. Um, I'd had I'd been fasted and furious out by that yeah. point. By that time, I was like, "Slow down, slow down." <laughs> <laughs> You're going too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just slow it down a little bit. Chill out. Do what Indiana Jones did. Come back once every twenty years. Yeah, you know, then I'm gonna be into it. Um, 
Uh, you know what's so funny? Did you ever meet Paul Walker? <laughs> uh, let's see. Did I meet Paul? Um, shoot. I don't think so. so I, I don't I think met, I met him. I met him. Oh, I met him at the airport, LaGuardia Airport. Okay. And when I met him, super nice guy. Super cool. I mean, he's like one of those guys when you see him like, oh, that's Paul Walker. You know, mm-hmm. like he just looks how he looks on TV. He's just in your face. Um, very cool. Very nice. And I remember he goes, hey, man, I don't really want to talk in Canada. But what's your number? Let's set up something for a different day. Actually. And I go, oh, here's my number. And he texted me his number. And sure. a week later, he died. No. Yeah. It was like it was like something like ten days or so, roughly around that. I'm trying Holy to see shit, that's crazy! And I told him at the time I was like a comic, and like you're in New York, why don't you come out to a show? And he's yeah, man, I'd be down. That sounds awesome. Like super cool, like California bro. And uh, I just remember like a couple of days later, like it wasn't maybe a month or so. Yeah, he died. Do you remember where you were when you heard that news? Um. Because for me, like, that was one of those like such a shocking death that I remember. Exactly I'm in shock right now thinking about it, honestly, because it was one of those things. It, it still hasn't hit me because I remember it was so like, wait, what? Like this was like the first celebrity that like it might have been the first celebrity whose like phone number I got, like, mm-hmm. and it was, like who was a big name. And I was like, whoa, I got Paul. And I remember like I was like, am I going to hang out with this guy? Because I, I thought he was a really good guy. And then he died. And I was like, man, like. That's been my career, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, where were you? Do you remember where you were? Yeah, we, we, um, I was at the Irvine Spectrum and I was waiting on, uh, we were having a guy's night with Peter who was from TMZ and Van. And so we were just doing a guy's night down at the Spectrum in Irvine and I was waiting for the two of them to show up and I got the like TMZ alert on my phone and my jaw just dropped. I was like, are oh. you fucking kidding me? And it just kind of put like a weird haze over the whole, I would say that evening, but then obviously for like a good month after that. But yeah, the the guy showed up and I was just like, dude, Paul Walker just died. And I remember us, we like ate dinner and then we went to like a Dave and Buster's or whatever. And we saw one of the Fast and Furious like games and we're like, we're going to play this game for Paul. (laughs) We're idiots, I know. Do you remember how, I mean, I want to quickly get out of this, but this story, but do you remember like you had a Blackberry at TMZ, right? Uh, like way, way back in the yeah. day, maybe in like 2005. And then that's like right when the iPhone came out. So I, because I was doing photos, I kept talking about how much easier it would be to look at photos on the brand new iPhone. So I talked them into getting me an iPhone. So I got like literally the first iPhone right when it came out. So I just remember like getting those BlackBerry color, like you'd get the messages, the blinking light on your BlackBerry when something came up, like an email from TMZ, like the news, like something's going down yeah. and anxiety I would get from it. Did mm. you get like, do you remember that? Like that was like, you see the, I would look at my phone. I see the color blinking. I'm like, man, I have so much anxiety right now. Just looking at it. It was just. M- mine would get like, if I knew that there was some big story that now I had to like, that was going to ruin my night. That's what would give me anxiety is like getting that email is like, oh, damn. Yeah. Now well, my weekend is shot. My evening shot. My whatever. Because someone went like, oh, great. Justin Bieber decided to get in a car accident. Awesome. All right. Well, there, here goes the rest of my evening now. You know, like turn off the movie. Oh, I won't be putting the kids down to sleep because now I've got to deal with Justin Bieber. Yeah. I remember, I remember. Uh, 
Lindsay Lohan coming to New York. I was like, so, this is not good. Something's going to happen. I'm going to have yeah. to get woken up in the middle of the night. And sure enough, she got arrested in the middle of the night. So, okay. um, oh, it, it was never good. Speaking of shitty stories, number six. Uh, number six is that Dolph Lundgren is revealed that he had an eight year, or he has had an eight year battle with cancer. Um, and so, he, but he was doing it all. It was a private battle with cancer for the past eight years. And then he had this interview on in depth with Graham Bisinger, I think is how you say the name. Um, yeah, and Bas- what what is it? No, it's a popular fans. I always see it on YouTube. Yeah, I, I I don't know who Graham is, but he is apparently well well to do. All right, very good. Um, and he revealed that for the first time he was diagnosed with cancer back in 2015. That doctors were able to remove like this cancerous tumor in his kidney, and then he was doing these scans every six months and once a year, and everything was fine for about five years. And then back in 2020, he was in Sweden, had some kind of acid reflux, didn't know what it was the time got an MRI and found out there were a few more tumors in the same area. He said that six tumors were removed during a surgery, but one more tumor, which had grown to the size of a lemon and could not easily be removed, had been discovered in his liver. So that was in the fall of 2021. And so he began all this systemic therapy. um, And it seemed like things got like a lot worse at that time. And then there was all these different tumors that were popping up. And uh, the doctors were saying they're seeing him in his stomach, his spine, outside his kidneys, all this kind of stuff. And then basically said, okay, well, how much more time do I have, doctor? And he said, well, you should probably spend some more time with your family. And basically left it at that saying, hint, hint, wink, wink, you're not going to survive very long. Well, he ended up getting a second opinion from a doctor in London where he was filming like Aquaman in the Expendables franchise sequels and then uh, learned that his kidney cancer was now mutating more like lung cancer leading to like a whole change in the um, the treatment that he was doing. And at that time, he probably had like three or four months left, changed the whole way he was doing his treatment. And then it now it shrunk all of the tumors by 20 to 30% in the first three months, and then ended up shrinking most of them like 90%. So like he's actually in a really good spot at this point. Yeah, wild, wild. I mean, talk about a battle, but the guy has had an interesting life, interesting career. I mean, before he was, you know, obviously a lot of people got to know him from stuff like Masters of the Universe and Rocky Four. obviously. You know, he was a bodyguard. He was a model. Yeah. So he's had this really long career. But besides that, Dolph is actually a genius. Mm. I did see that story pop up this week it talking about how insanely smart he is because everyone focuses – really on his looks and it, his acting career. But like the dude is legit a, a genius. He's got an IQ of 160 and I'm reading that. Cause I've honestly, I'm not smart enough to know at what point is the genius level <laughs> with yeah. IQ ratings. Do you have any clue? I like you tell me 160. I'm like, cool. And if it's 100, does that mean you're smart? I, I have no idea. Yeah. But he's got a chemical engineering degree from the Royal Institute of Technology that is based in Stockholm. And, uh, I mean, the guy is a legit, you know, he he speaks seven languages, apparently English, French, Swedish, German, Spanish, Japanese, and Italian. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Like the kind of life people know is like this, like robotic character from Rocky. Yeah. You don't know any of this stuff. No, but legit. Do you know where like the cutoff line is from like normal person to then being super smart on the IQ charts? 
No, I mean, I would, I always thought I was probably like a 30 out of like a 100. I didn't even know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, what does the chart go up to? Yeah, I don't if know. If he's at 160, what does it go to? Have you ever even got your IQ tested? Fuck no, I don't want to know the answer. Don't want to know. That's like that's a question <laughs> I don't want to know. Who wants to know? You know why? Because then for the rest of my life, someone's gonna be like, "Oh, do you know your IQ?" And then I'm gonna have to like embarrassingly be like, "Yeah, 25, bro." Like, but it is what it is. Like, I'm still happy. I got a good I smile. Like, I don't want to have to tell people that. Dax, do you remember what you got in your SATs? Fuck oh, no, you too. You took the ACTs. I have, dude. I don't even remember. I, I have no idea. I definitely took them. I remember taking them at Villa Park High School at like six in the morning, but I have no idea what I got. And I may have selectively forgotten this because I was embarrassed. I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna start asking celebrities what they got on their SATs. I don't know. I, I just think should. that could be an interesting question. <laughs> Do you think people will answer it? I, I think the line say, I don't remember. I'm like, you remember that you didn't break a thousand idiot. You know, that's probably the only thing you do remember. Um, so, all right, number five. Uh, number five, Selling Sunset star Trishelle Strauss is uh, now a married lady again. She married singer G Flip after like a year of dating. This was a pretty quick relationship, but they tied the knot according to a bunch of reports um, and that Entertainment Tonight and people both confirmed it on Wednesday that uh, she's she's a 41-year-old real estate agent. She married the Australian singer who is 28 um, and that's all I really have on it. You remember Trishel was previously in a long-time relationship with, um, what was his name? Jason? Jason, yeah. uh, what's his uh, name? Oppenheimen, uh, Jason Oppenheimen. Before that, she was married to the guy from that one show. Uh, yeah, he was the guy from- uh, Jason, uh, not Jason, Justin Hartley. Justin from, Hartley um, from this Modern is us. Family. No, this is us. And from yes, from this is us. Just <laughs> kidding. Jeez, I feel. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of screaming at. Their, their speakers right now. I know, I know, I know. Um, we should really come up with like a. There's not a good celebrity pop culture random trivia show mm. like that people could really. Because I think I would do really well, even though I couldn't think mm. of Justin Hartley's name. But what, there's I, not. I feel good, like it depends on the situation. Like some days, I feel like I'm totally on fire, and you could throw anything at me and I would rattle it off. And then there's other times I'm like, uh, 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 what's his name? What's that movie? Uh, uh, uh. So this girl probably. is, by the way, like not G flip, Chriselle, like very pretty. G Trishelle. Yeah. Trishelle. Yeah. Or what's her name? Trishelle. Trishelle. <laughs> so I know, you know, it's funny. I know a celebrity yeah. that wanted to, when she became single, wanted to like, Hey, let's go on a date. But, she with wanted her? To go, yeah, with her. Okay. And she wanted to go to a place where they were going to get seen. And mm. the celebrity was like, hey, man, like, I don't want to do that. Like, can we go someplace where we don't have to go to, like, one of those spots? Like, I want to kind of yeah. go to someplace low-key. And I, I think it just got weird between them. They never went out. Uh, the celebrity is, like, a good celebrity. I wouldn't say the biggest, not the small, like, a solid celebrity. Okay. Um, so that says a little unique stuff. I, d- I did meet Chriselle once – when she was still with Justin, I met them at an Emmy's party. We were. Oh, um, you told me that. You said they were great, yeah. right? Yeah, they they were totally awesome. This Justin's was back. cool. I think this was when they were engaged. They hadn't gotten married yet, and honestly, this is us hadn't turned into 
the biggest show I was maybe on for one season at that point. So that's how yeah. I knew him. And this was before obviously selling sunset. So she wasn't as a big name at that point, but um, they had the Emmy award or the Emmy party at this, um, what is it like movie radio TV movie museum or something like that mm-hmm. in Hollywood. And I remember being down in the basement of this thing where they have the full set of silence of the lambs. And so you go and like, you're literally in like this jail prison kind of, it's dark and eerie. And I was like down there with them checking out the wax statue of Anthony Hopkins in like this prison setting. And I'm like, this is creepy. And then, yeah, they both became crazy famous after that. And yeah, I'm just they were here. Good looking couple. She's very pretty, but now she's married <laughs> this girl and, and now a year. And uh, I guess they're happy. I thought it was going to be a flank. I didn't think this was the real deal. I thought this was, Honestly, I thought this was a uh, kind of like a publicity stunt in some ways when yeah. they first started dating. Like, oh, here she all of a sudden she's into this girl, she's dating this girl, but now they're married, and we wish them the best. Number four, uh, number four, Beyonce. Uh, she kicked off her Renaissance tour. Uh, this is a big, big deal. Everyone I feel like has been talking about the fact that she is now back out on tour. Um, but the crazy part is how many songs she is singing. During this tour, she has a 37-set song list (laughs) for for going out. So when you go to see this, you are going to see basically all of her hits. Um, So she's got basically um, every one of Renaissance's 16 tracks, three songs from Dangerously in Love, three songs from B-Day, one from I Am Sasha Fierce, five songs from um, her number four album, uh, three songs from Beyonce, and two from Lemonade. And so it's like people are going, oh, by the way, she also does uh, some Destiny Child's hits, Lion King, and a couple like popular collaborations. So That's fun. That's a fun show. I think I've seen a lot of videos of her up on stage just shaking her butt. The costumes look amazing. This probably looks like like I'm kind of bummed I don't have tickets for this because it looks like this is going to be like one of the most amazing tours of all time. You know, it's so funny. So like in the beginning of the show, I was talking about Nelly and Nelly performed at the club. But what he does, he performs probably for like 10 minutes. Okay. But he does like 40 seconds of each good song. Like, oh, ride with me. And then just goes, all right. And then it goes to the next one. It's like, so he does like 40 seconds of each song. You're like, oh, oh, okay. But the I thing, the thing with him is like, I actually want to hear all of those songs completely play out. That like, yeah. that is my, Nelly's playlist is like my jam right there. That's yeah, the shit was, I love. Actually, I've seen performances at clubs before. It was probably one of the more fun performances to see because Nelly's like one of those kind of uh, interesting people to see live in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. just you don't see him a lot, so it's just kind of fun rather than some of the other rappers. Beyonce, in their hand, seems like on this tour that she's doing a lot of the the like. It's one of those concerts where what is she going to do next? What is she going to do next? Is she going to mix it up? Um, unfortunately, you know maybe what she should do for this tour is sing EXO and reenact the music video. <laughs> the EXO music video on on stage. Uh, if you I, haven't listen, seen EXO, I I think that she should do that, and I think that you should bring a plus one. That is me. Okay, we can do it. If you haven't seen the EXO music video, I recommend it. Please, guys, watch the Beyonce EXO music video and see if you recognize someone in the video. That's Wait, just, we're a just tip. leave it at that. Yeah, just leave it at that. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, number, what number are we on? Number three. Number three, Robert De Niro confirming the birth of a brand new baby. He is now the father of seven at the age of 79. So he had, it was kind of funny. He was doing like all these interviews recently. He had done like an interview with Gail King and like didn't mention anything about the fact that his, his partner had just given birth to his seventh child. And then I guess there, he was doing an interview with ET Canada about, you know, and it was all about his new film about my father. And they had said something like, Oh yeah. So you're the father of six. Well, and he goes, no, actually the father of seven. That's how the news broke that, that she had just given birth, which I think is really funny. And then Gail King actually ended up calling up and saying, well, what the hell? Why didn't you say anything? And he goes, well, it didn't come up in the interview. (laughs) But there were some, I guess, photos um, from a couple of weeks back where him and uh, Tiffany Chen, which is his um, partner of several years, were out. And there was some speculation because she looked pregnant in the photos. But I think no one wanted to say anything because you wouldn't expect him to be fathering more children at the age of 79. Uh, But he did make it very clear that this was a planned pregnancy um, and that uh, they were very, they're very much in love and they wanted to bring this child into the world. I have a hard time with that because, yes, I think if you want to be a father, you deserve to be a father. You should you should not have that taken away. But I also feel like 79, it doesn't feel very fair to a child that they're going to get a couple years with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's no, my you, only gripe. You're not wrong in that sense. What about 60? I mean... It is what it is. I I just think the the longer you go into life, that you're 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 not going to be around for much. Like you know, it seems like you're robbing a kid of their childhood. If you're sixty, you know, obviously you could probably live to eighty. Hopefully, so you have twenty years with them, which you know, at least you get to see them grow up a little bit. But seventy nine is pretty old. And I and I say this, but like. A 30-year-old could have a kid and then die in a car accident two days later. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it is what it is. I just – it's just tough to see someone that old having – bringing a brand-new baby into the world. Let me ask you this. But listen, I don't have to deal with it. I'm not 79 having to get up in the middle of the night and deal with a crying infant. So, I'm good. Robert De Niro is an actor, you know? You know, he's not there to – that's just his job. You know, he's, he's an actor. Is it right as an interviewer? I'm not saying for me, but as someone's been interviewed, to question them like, "Hey, you're 79 years old, planning to have kids. Do you do you think it's a fair question to ask them? Do you think it's right to have a baby at 79?" Oh hell no, I wouldn't ask that. 
You, you're saying you would ask that? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. But if you want to know, the, America, I, w- I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd want to know the answer if someone had the balls to ask it. But I, I, I wouldn't ask it myself. I wouldn't ask myself. I hope someone else does because I want to see what happens. You know, <laughs> exactly. like, ooh, ooh. that's one of those questions where if you heard somebody like, oh, that, that wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't need that awkwardness in my life. Do you think he's got, he's definitely has like a live in nanny though, right? There's I'm no sure way a 79 year old guy is like, oh, I got to wake up in the middle of the night for this kid. Like, he's just, he's coasted. God, just think about it. like, you got your nanny, like, hey, I'm going to need you to change the baby's diaper and then my diaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, let's like, move on. Number two. Uh, number two. So we've talked about this Jamie Foxx thing for the last couple of weeks. Um, and it sounds like there are new reports coming out saying that his family and friends are reportedly preparing for the worst, hoping for the best, but prepping for the worst. Um, you know, he has obviously been in the hospital for numerous weeks at this point. There has been so much mystery around why the heck he's in there. His family has really not said much, um, but uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people kind of coming to the, the determination that if he was actually doing better, like they're making it sound, why haven't they put out more information and why isn't he out of the hospital? And so that's why there's more speculation now leading to things must be really a lot worse than they're leading on, even though we're seeing certain things on social media where it looks like him talking where, you know, the post said something like appreciate all the love feeling blessed and everyone just said, okay, well that's Jamie posting it when I'm not sure that that's who posted it. And so we're all just kind of waiting for some information, some kind of details, something to come out of the, the Fox camp to give his fans either some hope or be realistic with what's really going on. Yeah. Um, Last week, I think I said that I think it was a little bit of a, um, you know, obviously there was something seriously going on, but I thought the way they were handling it, it could have been a little bit of a PR type spin on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I think of this story because I haven't, it, this story is getting picked up by a lot of outlets, but not every outlet's picking it up because I think people are starting to question what's going on here. Um, yeah. But it's something that you really consider, like maybe this is factual, maybe it is true. So, I have people reach out to me every day. What's going on with Jamie Foxx? What's going on with Jamie Foxx? And I don't know. I mean, the, the inner circle is keeping the what they know very close to home. They're not leaking it, which is kind of crazy. But I don't. What are your thoughts on this? I, dude, I've been saying it from the beginning. With this lack of information, it makes me pretty nervous that it's it's a really bad situation that he yeah. may not be coming out of because again, you give people hints, you let people know he's doing better. You, you, you give something. And if there's no good news, that's when you stay super quiet and you don't let anyone in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's be, so I'm just, I'm nervous for where this is going to head is all it comes down to. I, I, yeah, I, there's a bunch of weird thoughts in my head and none of them are any, I don't, I don't have any inside information on it i just have a bunch of uh questions regarding it regarding how serious is it what is it has there been any pr spin on this Mm -hmm. are they using this as leverage for something when i mean leverage i shouldn't say the word leverage i mean more like i don't know it's just Mm. i I, from from my experience working in this industry you start to question everything but at the end day it's just sad it's very sad um all right dex the number one story of the week 
Number one story of the week is Kim Zolciak Bierman and Croy Bierman uh, announcing that they are headed to divorce and that uh, one source is saying it could get really, really bad. Uh, so people did a whole article about them and this con- that there could be a contentious and potential custody battle that is looming. They've got four children together. They've got their nine-year-old twins. Um, and then they've got uh, a, a son who is 10 and Croy, who, Croy Jagger, who's 11. Um, and then they also, if you remember... Kim's children, her two daughters, uh, Ariana and Brielle, um, both of them have been legally adopted by Croy as well. So there's a lot of children involved in this whole thing. Um, and it seems like this is headed towards divorce. I'm going to be cynical in this whole thing and say they seemed really happy. I have a really hard time believing this divorce. Yeah. Um, you have a hard time. Interesting. You're the. I haven't even thought about that. I haven't thought that. You know you, why? Because why? this sounds so bad. But like, I, I. So I know that they've had some financial problems. Like their house was going into foreclosure. You know, there's things going on in their life. But you know what could rebound all your financial struggles? Getting oh, a lot of TV coverage. Getting on. You know being on Real Housewives of Atlanta, then doing the girls' trips, that's going to fuel a bunch of money in back into the bank account, right? Well, if you're not interesting, the shows aren't going to have you on. If you're going through a divorce and there's a bunch of drama, the, you're going to be the spotlight of attention. I have not heard bad rumors about these two. I don't re- remember hearing that they were struggling at all or there being any indication that they were struggling. They always seemed extremely happy together. So it leads me to believe, like, is this manufactured to start up a storyline to get them back in the flow of reality TV superstardom? Not uh, that is the first time I've heard that theory of this. And Mm -hmm. honestly, Dax, I kind of don't disagree with that. Like it kind of I don't want to say it makes sense, but like it's a great perspective on it. Um, cause again, we don't know, but it's a great perspective and it makes you think, uh, and you're right. And like, like, listen, I always thought they had a great relationship. You know, even Brielle talked about how great he adopted her kids. He, she even talked about, uh, Brielle, who's been on the podcast, the daughter of Kim even said how great of a guy, you know, mm-hmm. he's been. So it's, it's, I think we were all shocked. Like, wait, what? Like we heard about the financial struggles and the kids reportedly said that they were just not true. Like there was just you know, some mistakes on the calculating part of it. But from what you're saying, it's just a really interesting perspective where instead of like, listen, we love each other, you know, like we are married. Let's make it newsworthy. Let's keep our names relevant. Like let's play the reality card. And this is part of it. So I don't know that out. she, She knows how to be a fantastic reality star. And what sells is strife and conflict and, you know, I got to tell you, I, I'm sure the executives at Bravo are drooling right now over all of these stories. I mean, Bravo's just been in the news nonstop with Scandaval and this, and like that makes good TV. Everyone's tuning in to watch, you know, um, Vanderpump Rules because of Scandaval. Everyone will tune in to Real Housewives of Atlanta if they're going to spotlight all of this drama, even if it's made up drama, and then all of a sudden they oh, we've, we've solved our problems. We went to counseling. We're doing better now. Well, 
you know, the, it, it has a happy ending. And you know what? The happiest thing about it is now they're out of their financial woes and everything is good for them. Yeah, honestly, that's uh, that that's I thank you for sharing that perspective on it and what your thoughts are on it, because you're welcome, now, Adam. You're yeah, welcome, because now I'm starting to question it. And I, again, we're not a, <laughs> I feel like we're turning not returning, but like we're this Hollywood conspiracy podcast, like whatever you hear in the news, question it. But no, it's like it's show business at the end of the day. So there's a lot of that that happens behind the scenes. I mean, we've worked on these stories where. Shit like this happens, and it happens a lot. It's the wild, wild I, I'm thing. Curious, but- I'm curious what some of our listeners think. And if you guys are not a part of our Facebook group, I highly, highly suggest it. It's called Off the Record. I actually, if you go to HollywoodRaw.com, there is a link. We have our, our basically, what is that called? Like a, uh, We have all the links to the different things you have. Go to HollywoodRaw.com, scroll down, go to our Facebook page, Off the Record, become a uh, a subscriber of it, and then you guys can give us your opinion on what you think is going on. If you think I am fucking batshit crazy, I want to hear it, but uh, sound off on your thoughts. And then, uh, by the way, uh, we've been talking about this for quite some time, this Ask Us Anything episode. It is slated for next Wednesday. We're going to be answering all your guys' questions. Um, and literally, nothing is off limits. You can Some ask stuff. us anything you... I don't want to talk about that weird thing that happened at summer camp in the summer of 97. We're going to... And if someone asks, you're going to answer it, though. No. no. Oh, come on. Oh, they said it was a banana, Dax. <laughs> um, sorry. So uh, you can ask us anything. Um, we will answer it all. But that is slated for uh, next Wednesday to release. So go. And the only way you can actually put a question in is by going and being a part of our private Facebook group. So pushing it hard because I love all the interactions we get on there. All right. Anyway, that is the end that we have uh, finished our wrap up for this week. Our raw rundown is now complete. Make sure you follow us on any social media platform. We got we got a TikTok, we got an Instagram, we got a Facebook, we got the private Facebook page, we got Twitter, we got it all. Find us at Hollywood Raw. You can find uh, Adam at Adam Glenn. You can find me at Dax Holt. And make sure you go and leave us a review on our, uh, our iTunes page. That's where we're reading from at the top of the show. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Ciao. A Huda Media Production.